Do you want to set your child up for success? Is tutoring out of your budget, or perhaps you're someone like me who just wants to save money on private tutoring? Is this a big school year for your child? You know, maybe they're starting kindergarten or middle school. Maybe there's another milestone coming up. Or maybe your family moved. Oh my gosh, I moved so much when I was growing up. And the kids are starting a new school. Or maybe your child is ahead and just not getting challenged enough in class. Well, IXL Learning is here to help. IXL Learning is a fun online learning program for kids covering math, language, arts, science, and social studies. It's powered by advanced algorithms. IXL gives the right help to each kid, no matter the age or the personality. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. That's right. It is school approved. So make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And how to be fine listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com slash fine. Visit IXL.com slash fine to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Again, that's IXL.com slash fine. Go spread the word. When you get a fresh, hot McCrispie from McDonald's and you can feel the heat coming through the bag, don't try to wait till you get home. Always respect hot chicken. The McCrispie, only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey, By the Book listeners, Kristen here. Did you know that you can receive a weekly By the Book affirmation mini-sode plus the rules of every book that we've lived by? It's easy. All you have to do is become a member of our Patreon community. To learn more, go to patreon.com slash listen to buy the book. Again, that's patreon.com slash listen to buy the book, or just look at the episode description from today's show. The following podcast contains barnyard language and some adult content. So maybe listen on headphones if you're at work or around small children. Now, here's the show. Hey, Brad. Hey, Dean. This is the eighth Husbands Tell All episode. It sure is. God, we, we, we have done so many of these. Oh, so, so many. At this point, we could do it without our wives, probably. Oh, totally, totally. But, but if we took over the show and did it without them, I don't know if we'd still be America's favorite husbands. Ah, yes, yes. Good point. We do not want to lose that coveted, made-up title. Okay, I, let's get our wives, I guess. Yeah. Honey. Kristen. Jolie. Kristen. Hello. Hi there. Hey, fellas. Hey. So you need some help here with the husband's episode, I hear? Well, well not... Um, yes, please. Yes. Yes, we do. <laughs> <laughs> Good answer. <laughs> All right, then. Well, let's get this husband's episode underway because I'm Kristen Meinzer. And I'm Jolanta Greenberg. And I'm Brad. And I'm Dean. And this is By the Book. That's right. It's time for another Buy the Book bonus episode. Every other week between now and season nine, we'll be releasing a new bonus episode. And today, it's time for our seasonal episode with the husbands. 
Oh, yeah. And a lot of you have questions for them. Um, you know, we cannot force the husbands to answer all of the questions, although we would like to, but turns out they have their own free will. Um, but we will get to as many as we can, starting with questions about the show itself for y'all. Yes. All right. So this question is for both of you. It's from Carla. Carla wants to know if you could go on a picnic with any of the celebrity authors this season, who would you choose and what would you want to ask them? Reminder from me and Jolenta, we wrote down the authors for you. They were Dolly Parton, Judge Judy, Spencer Pratt and Heidi Montag, Robin Roberts, Amanda Palmer, Jessica Alba, Amber Rose, and Margaret Cho. Of all of those celebrity self-help authors, who would you want to go on a picnic with? And again, it's each of you separately. It doesn't have to be all of you together. Got it. All right. Shall I go? I mean, for me, it's pretty straightforward. It's Dolly. It was always Dolly. It would always be Dolly. Um, What would I ask her? Uh, I don't know. Where does she get the energy from? How does she stay that positive? How can she constantly be writing songs? Even even now she's, you know, over 30 and she's still writing a song a day. <laughs> yes. <laughs> She'd like you. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. My second choice would be Jessica Alba because she's pretty. <laughs> just not a lot of talking. Not that, a lot of technique. talking. Just, just just a lot of like sitting there. Staring. Yeah. <laughs> but Brad, what about you? I knew Dean would say Dolly Parton, so I, I this this makes sense. Uh, I would say I would go. I would say Judge Judy. Like I'm fascinated Ooh. by Judge Judy. I grew up watching her, and I would I would I would want to ask her just at what point do you have all the money you would ever need? Like, isn't she the highest paid woman on television and has been for like a long time? Like, I just wonder. I'd want to ask her about contact, like contract negotiations. What, at what point <laughs> do you ask for more when you are already the highest paid woman in television for years and years and years? I'm just like very impressed with everything about her. Oh, Brad, it sounds like you need to read the book that we live by by Judge Judy because she pretty much talks about like she shoves all the idiot dudes out of the room and she says, this is how much I'm going to be paid, fellas. Yeah. <laughs> we have the book still, Brad. Yeah, that and watermelon. Like, that sounds like a great day. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, our next question is from Fiona, who says, I have to confess that I didn't know who most of the so-called celebrity authors were this season. Maybe it's because I'm not American. I'm curious if Dean had the same problem, being from New Zealand. Dean, did you know any of these people aside from Dolly Parton? Also, who would you consider the biggest celebrity in New Zealand that Americas may not know? Huh. Okay. Interesting question. So I did know, I knew Jessica Alba. I knew Dolly Parton. uh, And I was aware of Judge Judy, although I hadn't really watched very much. Like, she's been part of the whole, like, like the world for such a long time, I guess I was. But the others... Less so. I'd heard of Margaret Cho. Um, some of the others, not not really very much at all. And yeah, probably because I didn't grow up immersed in in American pop culture as much as someone who maybe grew up in America would have been immersed in American pop culture. Um, and so, so yeah, this list was was strange for me because I'm like, I don't know half these people. It feels a bit weird. Um, now, on to your question of a New Zealand celebrity that Americans might not know. That's tough. You know, I think New Zealand's been such a – I mean, New Zealand is one of those places where people 
if people get famous and they're from New Zealand, people point it out. Like they don't point it out if you're from Illinois, they point it out if you're from New Zealand. And so like I would say Lord, right? But everybody knows Lord is from New Zealand. She's a big deal. Um, you know, Sam Neill, but everybody knows Sam Neill is from New Zealand because they point it out all the time. Taika Waititi, well, the name's a bit of a giveaway. Also, they point out that he's from New Zealand all the time. So so I, I was thinking a little bit about people that um, that I think are, are really famous or amazing New Zealanders that Americans might not be as aware of. Um, and the one I came up with that, that, that I think is really fun is Burt Munro. I no don't idea. know who that is. Nope. Nobody knows who Burt Munro is? It's a cute name. My no. Lord. Well, uh, I would highly recommend uh, watching the movie The World's Fastest Indian because Burt Munro is a guy from New Zealand in the 1960s who had uh, the idea of modifying a, uh, an Indian motorcycle to achieve the world land speed record. Um, he was just a dude in Invercargill, New Zealand, um, who liked to tinker with engines. And he spent years perfecting um, what is an incredible motorbike that still holds the world land speed record. Um, Anthony Hopkins started a movie uh, about this guy several years ago. Um, it's an incredible watch. I really enjoyed it. And he is a really famous New Zealander who not very many Americans know. Do you like talking nice. about New Zealand, Dean? Yeah. <laughs> I love talking about New Zealand. Without New Zealand and without Kristen, I am incredibly boring. <laughs> Those are the only two things I got. Kristen, this and is New the Zealand. podcast. This is our podcast, Dean. <laughs> oh, this could be our podcast. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, Brad. It is time to ask you a question now. This one comes from somebody on Instagram called Seven Nights. To rock. Mm. Oh, I get it. Seven nights to rock, as in every night of the week you're rocking. Okay. Mm. So, seven nights to rock says, Brad, you're usually so easygoing. Why did you get so mad at Jessica Alba's advice, especially so early on in that episode? Because, <sighs> oh, that's how you sounded the whole episode. <laughs> let, me, let me tell you, seven nights. Let, let me tell you, seven nights. I don't like it when a person's only claim to authority on a topic is being a celebrity. Like Spencer Pratt and Heidi Montag, their book is about how to be internet famous, essentially, right? And why do they write it? Because they're internet famous. Awesome. Great. You know, Judge Judy writes about like sort of being like a boss lady because like she plays one on TV. Like that's why we know her. So she gets to tell me about being a boss lady. Jessica Alba is not telling me about acting. She's not telling me about like being like a like a very good looking celebrity. She's telling me about like how she wants to feed people around her. Like I'm, literally anyone on earth could write this book, but she decided she could, and she decided she'd get on the cover of it. And so she now she's telling me I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like being told by her how to live. I don't like it. I think he's just embarrassed because he always forgets to rinse fruit. <laughs> For the record, I'm not anti-rinsing fruit. I want your listeners to be very aware of this. It's not like I made a stand where I'm like, I don't believe in rinsing fruit. I just forget, you guys. I'm sorry. I just get busy. You're busy? <laughs> okay, moving on. This is from Gale. I hope I pronounced your handle correctly. Uh, 
It was revealed this season that Dean and Kristen have been known to have sex in gallery bathrooms. Does Brad now feel pressured to do it in the bathrooms of art galleries just because Dean does? And does Dean get embarrassed when these details from his marriage are revealed to the whole world? Ooh, good questions. <laughs> um, I do not feel more pressure <laughs> to have sex in, <laughs> in any bathroom. Uh, Hold on, how much on... pressure do you currently feel? <laughs> not, it? And not, is the pres- luckily, thank the Lord, I don't get a ton of pressure on this from anyone in my life. <laughs> um, so I'm okay. I'm doing fine. I'll leave it there. <laughs> <laughs> Fair on enough. To you, Dean. Um, do I get embarrassed uh, when these details are revealed? Well, I mean, no and yes. So, yes, because I know that there are co-workers of mine or, you know, that, that, that may listen to the show. And that's weird. I don't necessarily want people that I interact with on a day-to-day basis knowing a bunch of details about my private life. But on the flip side... Sex is such a shamed topic. We should just talk about it. It's okay. People love each other. And uh, so, you know, making that a little bit more normal, I think that's good. Like, we shouldn't be all shameful about sex. And so I try to balance those two things in my head. Um, You know, I have had a a co-worker uh, when I was in an office say, oh, I just listened to the bathtub episode. And I'm like, oh... (laughs) <laughs> I don't want to talk about my bathtub episode with you, happy coworker, who <laughs> now feels much closer to me. I instead I'm going to go and work on the working things instead and try and blank this from my mind. So, and yes, I was beet red. I looked like a little tomato with a tiny little mouth on it. It was awful. He's um, getting a smidge red just getting red recounting right this. Yeah, just a hint. <laughs> that means it's time to move on to the next question, I think. <laughs> Aya says, Jolenta and Kristen have been open on the show about how COVID has affected them. I'm curious, what did the men miss the most during COVID? And now that it's mostly under control, what do they plan to do? Hmm, that's a good one. Um, I, I missed hugs. I missed hugging friends yeah. uh, in particular. I'm like, I, I'm a hugger. Uh, and um, I just, it, it got to that weird place where you're like, do you, do you touch elbows or like what do you just like air hug or and and now we're in this weird place where can you ask if somebody's vaccinated i don't really know so i'm just hugging people because i'm vaccinated and so i'm not spreading anything but i it's 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 strange for me um so what am i going to do in the future i'm gonna hug people again i'm gonna make it normal and make it okay how about you brad good i mean i miss um i miss wandering around like I, mm. I i'm totally the guy at the office who i when i finish mm. and you know i finish a task and i go off <laughs> like i i wander yeah. and i take a lap yeah. um and i stop in people's offices unannounced i like pepper them with you know questions and whatever and like i just love i love small talk i love it except i had none of that except my new coworker jolenta who loves big talk like she <laughs> like she knows everything about me she like right. she wants to go into like big life questions every other moment like i i just oh love God. popping in on almost strangers like work friends colleagues strangers yeah. and, and asking them things and that's been tough so you, you, I, I guess, you have just taught me something that's that's a really good point 
Because normal, oh wow! Because yeah, normally I would have a coworker and I would be talking about something crazy, like that you know snack time or you know the, what yes. the weather was like or whatever. Instead, almost whenever I bump into my coworker, Kristen, um, it's big talk. You're right; she knows yes. all the things, right? And then it's like life changing questions that get asked. And all I really was looking for was I wanted a little bit of conversational bubble gum to chew on. Right. And like, and instead and like they, I'm sitting down to a four course dinner that's going to change the world. Um, right. And yeah. And like, they, oh, they don't have anything good in the vending machine. Well, did you not like my shopping? Do you not like what I picked up? <laughs> like, I'm not usually talking to the vending machine supplier. Right. So this is, these are the differences. Very interesting. Didn't know this whole big talk thing was an issue in our home office. Interesting. <laughs> Let's move on. Jill R. has this question. What celebrity have you had a secret crush on? Ooh. Ooh, very timely for this season. Very timely. Hmm. Who have I have very public crush crushes most of the time. Yeah, really? <laughs> like, everybody knows I have a bit of a crush on, on Tandy Newton uh, and have had for a long time. Um, I see, I have a secret crush on Anthony Hopkins. So this, this, we get to watch them both in Westworld. Now, um... Ooh. No, uh, um, who do I have a secret crush on? Like, Miss Piggy? Miss Piggy. <laughs> She's just, that, she lets it all hang out. He likes, that is so he likes good. someone who will scare him a little bit, too. Yeah. You know, like boss him around. Mm, mix that humor with the anger. That's what I'm here for. That's literally what I'm here for. Yeah. <laughs> you know what's so good about that is Jolenta on the show has compared your relationship before to oh, Miss yeah. Piggy and Kermit the Frog. He's like so. a small, bald news guy. Yeah. And I'm big and angry and curvy. <laughs> kind of working in journalism. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, no more impressions. We, let's take a break. <laughs> All right. Let's do it. <laughs> let's take a quick break. But when we come back, we have questions that have nothing to do with by the book. So stick around. You like to watch new stuff, right? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. A new season of The Kardashians starring The Kardashians, of course. And Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's all new and it's streaming now on Hulu. Life is a highway. And on it, there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. So go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. All right, everybody. We are back with Dean and Brad by the books, resident husbands, answering questions from all of you out there. And now some lighter questions y'all are curious about that have nothing to do with buy the book. So let's start out with this one from Dana. Dana wants to know, what's the dumbest way you've been injured? Huh. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a good one. I've got a good one. So I, it's, it's, it's like my senior year of college 
and I'm trying to brag to someone about how athletic I used to be. <laughs> and I tell them I used to be on the high school volleyball team. And in volleyball, in indoor volleyball, you dive. Like, you do full-on, like, swan dives. They're actually very graceful to see, like, you know, people, like, diving all around the court. And, and I'm trying to recreate that. So I'm like, toss me, toss me something. To- here, toss me a yoga block. <laughs> toss me. Because I'm, I'm, uh, I'm in a yoga studio. <laughs> Okay. before the class is starting and I, and I dive after it and bam I hit my face on the ground and I split my chin open and that's how I showed them how athletic I used to be oh wow please nice. say you were bleeding out of your chin oh yeah 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 and it was and I had a beard then too and it's really hard to ba- it's really hard to bandage something when oh, you've yeah. got hair all over it so like there's just blood pouring out and I'm like mopping it up. oh it was bad I also just like that the whole setup is how athletic you used to be, too. Like, it's just embarrassing to be. Clearly, I'm not athletic now. I'm smashing my face in the ground. All right. Oh, my Dean? God. That's, that's a good one. Um, well, I am injured right now. Actually, I fell off my bike in the weekend. I have five stitches in my leg. But oh, that no. wasn't super embarrassing. I just fell off my bike. Like, that was a thing. Um, most embarrassing one. Um, also, uh, you know, <laughs> many, many years ago, high school, maybe early college, I was on vacation. Um, it was out on the water. I had just taken up like snorkeling. And so I had one of those snorkeling masks on and I was going to jump in and snorkel around and, you know, and I meet some fishes or whatever. And there was this beautiful girl walking along the beach and this very skimpy bikini and i'm like oh i'm just gonna show her how amazingly athletic i am too nice um and and so i was on the end of a pier and i jumped off the pier into the water now for those of you who are following along a dive mask is not really designed to go face first into the water it's designed for you to like roll backwards off a boat or um you know maybe step into the water off some kind of ladder instead i low impact yeah, low impact. I dove face first onto the mask into the water in what I was certain was an incredibly graceful swan dive. Probably very similar to Brad's. Um, of course, the mask hit the water first, then it hit my face, cutting the bridge of my nose. I still have a scar on the bridge of my nose. And I got up in the water and I turned around to see if the girl was looking. She was not, but my mask was filling with blood. And there was this red line coming up above my eyeballs. I'm like, Boo! pulled the mask off and I'm like oh my god faces bled bled for hours hours I just like that she wouldn't have seen even if it was no one cared and now your face is broken (laughs) (laughs) yep that's it The lesson here is you two just shouldn't try to impress women. Yeah, I was like, I was know. like, I'm sure what Brad said. I was trying to impress someone. He met a yes, girl. Yes, oh, yes. maybe person, yeah, like a person of interest, not just any old person. So yeah, no, this is all this all tracks. Let's do the next question. Anna ZD has this question, which is, what was the first concert you ever went to and what was the best concert you ever went to? Mm. Huh. Well, my first concert was, oh my God, you're all going to find out how old I am. My first concert I went to was Dire Straits. uh, And the opening band was the Hot House Flowers um, many, many, many years ago. Dire Straits sucked. It started to rain and they didn't, they didn't, Actually, they played one song and then they left. The Hot House Flowers were bonkers live and I had an absolutely great time. Um, my best concert, I just, there's a band from my hometown of Dunedin called The Chills. 
They were in Brooklyn in 2019, um, and uh, they played at the, basically a U.S. tour in 2019. It was a phenomenal concert because it like took me all the way back to like high school and Dunedin and and all this nice. kind of stuff. And it was it was bonkers because it was a bunch of like 40 and 50 year old you know white people standing mm-hmm. around um, you know bouncing up and down gently to music that they remembered from their youth. Um, but it was it, it was an incredibly emotional. But it was time. real, man. It was real. It was real. <laughs> it was it was awesome. <laughs> My first concert was. Not until I was like in like eighth grade and Jordan Hammer won an extra ticket from a radio station to the Billy Joel concert. (laughs) (gasps) Hold on. What era of Billy Joel is that? Is that when he did We Didn't Start the Fire or what era is that? This would have been late 90s. So what is that? I don't know. All I remember is I don't like Billy Joel that much. I'm so sorry. And I know that's a controversial thing to say. I don't particularly care for it. It's like a firm stance he has at this point. Like, doesn't like it. Just don't get it. Not that into it. And maybe that had something to do with it because I was with Jordan Hammer and his mom. So it just wasn't the coolest, wasn't the most exciting night of my life. My coolest concert, I think, and you guys are going to laugh at me more for liking this, is Dave Matthews' band. What? <laughs> Dave Matthews' what? band, 19 oh, years old, Central Park, New York City, free concert, but there were a limited number of tickets, 100,000 people in Central Park. Wow. And uh, me and my roommate, who is an absolute like Dave nut, took me there hours early, so I ended up very close to the stage. And you guys, it was really fun. I really, I really, really thought you were going to say our first share concert. No, that's your favorite. No, concert. I just thought it was yours too. You seemed into it. Yeah, I enjoyed it. <laughs> Wasn't Dave? Wow, <sighs> Dave Matthews. Oh yeah, I'm so mm. disappointed. You guys want to jam later? I don't know later? what to say about that. And are Dave Matthews and Billy Joel really that different? They're like this same, cut from the same cloth, just like a decade or two apart. I, mean, I guess people. like a few Thank decades you. apart, but yeah. You guys are terrible. <laughs> Next question, please. Yes. Our next question is from Jen. Jen says, if the two husbands were to wife swap for the weekend, no sex, just companionship, (laughs) who would be the more compatible travel partners, Kristen and Brad or Jolenta and Dean? Us, right, Kristen? Well, I feel like you and I are like activities people and you and I would like make an itinerary and it's like, now we're going to go bird watching. And from this time to this time, we're going to like just lay on the beach while people bring us Palomas. And then from this time to this time, we'll take a dance lesson. And then, oh yeah, we would have so much fun. I'm just picturing a resort in Cancun right now. And like nothing against (laughs) Dean and Jolenta's like companionship, but like just (laughs) Jolenta doesn't like traveling. So like as a travel companion. Well, well, hold on. She might not like traveling with you. Just yeah, saying. like Dean and I would crush it. <laughs> Dean and I would take it at a at a human pace. Absolutely. And like maybe sleep in, maybe not Absolutely. have eight things planned, but just like take in gorgeous new scenery and like food exactly. and like read a book or something and then we like would. do something lively in the evening. But one thing. Yeah, but Oh my one god, thing. Brad and I, I'm you totally and I are gonna have you. the I best like time been- doing like a history tour, and then the wine tasting afterwards is going to be oh, fantastic. Like our, our goal is to be a docent by the end of the trip. <laughs> oh, yes. good Lord. That is the goal they both would have. My goal I is mean, just to Dean's be docile a Kiwi, so he likes the meeting entire people. Way. I do, do like Dean, meeting people. Yeah, I do like, like meeting people, but I want to do it at a really, 
relaxed pace. Right. I don't want to be. I don't want to be like facilitated into things. That's that's mm-hmm. that's a whole thing. However, what if it was Brad and Dean? I mean, oh, you two would have fun together. Oh, we would see that blows the door. The only off problem, if you two travel together, your tropical shirt collections. Oh, you'd have to. Up. You have to we coordinate them. Just, we would look like you twins. have to just make sure you don't clash or wear all the same <laughs> outfits every day. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> All right. This next question is from Maria. Both couples have a link to Minnesota uh, through Jolenta's mom and Kristen. I'd like to know if the men are capable of pulling off a Minnesotan accent. Ooh. Let's hear it. Ooh. <laughs> oh, you know, Minnesota is kind of, you go, you, you, round, you round that O a little bit more and so... <laughs> But now I'm starting to go Irish. Oh, friend. oh, I took him down the road. No, it's not quite that. Yeah. No, it's not quite that. No, no, it's it's more spread as and more all o's. Is that right? Is that Say, right, Kristen? I brought, oh, I brought you a hot dish. Oh, I brought. <laughs> oh, I brought you a hot. I brought you a hot dish. Huh? Now I'm going Canadian. Yeah. Eh? Hey, Aya, Aya. Nobody can see this, but I'm shaking my head right now. Get out of here, Brad. Dean is up. It's hard. Minnesotan is hard. The the long (laughs) O is 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 important. Oh God, it's even worse than Brad's. Even worse than Brad's because uh, because I've also you know I've got a little bit of Irish and Scottish. American and then Minnesotan. It's like two layers. Let let, let me try this. Uh, 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 Oofta, Minnesotan is tough. No, see that sounded Irish as well. How about um, Ludafisk? Is that is that is that? That was great. No? no, that was good. <laughs> oh jeez, oh oh jeez. Oh, it's not fair. They didn't deal with Minnesotans. Irish. Yeah. Oh, you betcha. Jolenta, Jolenta oh, can betcha. obviously Ooh. do it because her mom's Minnesotan. Oh, and some people say I have a Minnesota accent, but do you want a soda, Suze? Get in here. <laughs> oh gosh, get in there. It's real good there. Yeah, you know Lars and uh, Oli and Lena. I, I hear they're coming over later, and and you know we're just gonna have a cup of coffee or three. No big whoop. It's, it's, no it's big just gonna whoop, be some coffee no and some chatting. Oh, you betcha. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, you betcha. While you all practice your Minnesotan accent because they need practice. Uh, oh, <laughs> we'll be back in a hot second, and uh, we will be joined by Frank the Dog. So stick around. Oh, Frank the Dog. Oh, don't you know? Hear that? It's the call of the Crave. And when the Crave calls, you know what to do. Try the $5 Bacon Bundle, because the only thing better than a White Castle slider is a White Castle slider topped with crispy hickory-smoked bacon. So pick any two of either the Bacon Cheese Slider, 1921 Bacon Cheese Slider, or Chicken Bacon Ranch Slider, and also get a small fry for just $5 with the $5 Bacon Bundle. White Castle. Follow your Crave. Meet the next generation of podcast stars with SiriusXM's Listen Next program, presented by State Farm. As part of their mission to help voices be heard, State Farm teamed up with SiriusXM to uplift diverse and emerging creators. Tune in to Stars and Stars with Issa as host Issa Nakazawa dives into birth charts of her celeb guests. This is just the start of a new wave of podcasting. Visit statefarm.com to find out how we can help prepare for your future. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. We are back with Brad and Dean, and now entering the studio closet, a very special guest, Frank the Dog. 
Frank, thank you so much for joining us today. Oh. We love having you here every season. How are you doing? I'm doing so, so well. Thanks for having me. It's been a weird year, but now I'm here. I got my little puppy cut. I'm feeling good. You are looking good. So we have a couple questions here for you, Franklin. Uh, the first one comes from Rebecca. Rebecca wants to know, Frank, if you were to live by a self-help book, it could either be a celebrity self-help book or a non-celebrity self-help book, which book would you live by? I would love it if Triumph, the insult comedy dog, wrote a self-help book that I could live by and I could <laughs> learn how to be the naughtiest dog in town. I think you already are pretty naughty, aren't you? Yeah, but I learned I learned it from Triumph. He's been some of my greatest inspiration. And then if I wrote a book, <laughs> if I wrote a book, it would be all about how to claim how to claim other humans' stuffs. So like how to steal their spot in the bed when they roll over, how to steal someone's food from their plate when they're not looking, how to get some some of that good human stuff. Mm. I feel like you're pretty good at that. He is, he is. He's quite quite adept. Much more expertise than Jessica Alba. Whoa, 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 whoa. Okay, clearly Brad's been rubbing off on Frank. Um, Okay, Dina has this question. Frank, how is your relationship with Brad different from your relationship with Jolenta? Do you ever play the two off of each other to get your way? I feel like that's something you would do. Oh, yeah, Dina. Of course you have to play your parents off of each other. Like, Daddy... Like, Papa, he just wants flattery. That's all he wants. Whereas Mau Mau, Mama wants, you know, she wants me to do Twix. She wants me to roll over. And, you know, you got you to gotta play the odds. You got to play the odds with these people. He definitely plays us off of each other. Like, Brad will feed him. He'll eat all his breakfast. And then he'll come into the room I'm in and be like, I'm starving. He'll look like it's like, come on, it's, it's feeding time. And, I'll, and I'll, I'll go and look and there's no food in the bowl. And I'll be like, did he get breakfast? He looks starving. And Brad's like, yeah, he ate it all. So uh, <laughs> I definitely think he's probably gotten a snack or a meal or two by, by just like playing, by just like looking at me hungrily. Oh, yeah, that's definitely the case. <laughs> <laughs> well, Frank, thank you so much for joining us today. We always love having you stop by the husband's episodes. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. I like being sort of an honorary dog husband, I guess. Uh, thanks for having me. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Well, Jolenta, I guess that's it then for this very special husband's episode of By the Book. I think you're right. Thank you so much, Brad and Dean, for joining us. And thank you for everyone who wrote in. Reminder, you can always find us and our husbands on Instagram at Jolenta G and at K10 Minzer. That's K10 Minzer. And you can follow Frank at Janky Frank. Huge thanks also to our fabulous production team at Stitcher, Daisy Rosario, Brandon Nix, Corinne Wallace, and Andy Christens. Thanks also to Nate Wyda, who composed our theme song, and to the Rizzos for performing it. Don't forget to stay in touch with us. Send us your questions. Send us your suggestions for future self-help books for us to live by. Hit us up at kristenangelenta at gmail.com. On Twitter, we're at ByTheBookPod or at Jolenta G, or at Kristen Meinzer. And of course, you can always leave us a voicemail at 302-49-BOOKS. 
That's 302-492-6657. One last thing, if you have not yet rated and reviewed us in Apple Podcasts or Stitcher, please do that. We would love it if you would do that. It helps other people to find the show and to say, oh my gosh, look at how many people like that show. I need to listen to that show. Until next time, I'm Delenda Greenberg. And I'm Kristen Meinzer. And I'm Brad. And I'm Dean. Thanks for listening, everyone. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Stitcher. Meet the next generation of podcast stars with SiriusXM's Listen Next program, presented by State Farm. As part of their mission to help voices be heard, State Farm teamed up with SiriusXM to uplift diverse and emerging creators. Tune in to Stars and Stars with Isa as host Isa Nakazawa dives into birth charts of her celeb guests. This is just the start of a new wave of podcasting. Visit statefarm.com to find out how we can help prepare for your future. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.